We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. Dan, we're on our July grind, our second show of the month. Second show of July. July 18th is when we're recording. Hopefully you're in your ear holes no later than July 20th. Dice Tradecast, brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. We have a stacked show today. It's going to be a quick one and a stacked one at the same time. I don't know how those two things work, but we'll see how it goes. So, uh, Dan, let's get right into it. We are going to start the show by... Uh, we have some... Running backs lurking, ready to pounce onto backfields or ready to not pounce on backfields. We have uh, Dallin Cook, who has been released in recent weeks. As you go, Elliott was released early in the offseason. Kareem Hunt, free agent, was never signed. And Leonard Fournette also released earlier in the offseason. So I think Dalvin is probably the one that has the most dynasty value here. But what are there any of these guys that you think have obvious landing spots, not obvious landing spots? Buy high, sell lows. Like, what? What are you, what are your gauge on these four guys in, in dynasty? Well, I, I'm not in love with anybody. I, I was a big Dalvin guy when he was with Minnesota, and and you know, over time that offense changed when Kevin O'Connell came in, and it became kind of more pass heavy. Um, so I, I think, unfortunately, the most likely outcome is probably Dalvin back to Minnesota, and you know, obviously Miami was our hope. Um, it already sounds like their offer isn't going to be close to acceptable. Um, you know, I, I think these guys are all still looking to try to get like 10 million a year and they're just not, I mean, that's not, that's not the running back value. So, you know, I, I think Dalvin ended up being back in Minnesota in a, in what'll end up being a top five offense, bottom five rush offense, uh, which doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. They score a lot of touchdowns on the ground. But the the carries are moderate, and the yardage is just not there. It's just not the offense that's that's built. Um, so while I do like Dalvin, I, I think uh, he still has enough in the tank to make a difference and still be like a high end RB two. But all of these Alexander Madison nonsense things with Minnesota, some of these people are going to be 
I owe a lot of money by stacking all these Madison shares. Um, I also think Zeke Zeke is most likely going to be back in Dallas. Uh, I just I don't see a team, you know, spending a dollar on Ezekiel Elliott outside of Dallas, where he for some reason is you know on Jerry Jones' good side. Zeke very clearly has lost a step, uh, but I still think he can be beneficial as kind of your your short yardage and red zone guy. You know, Pollard Pollard and Zeke have have been a really nice one two combo, and I think those you know the touch shares swap essentially this year. I think we're going to look at more of like a seventy thirty Pollard to Zeke. If it ends up being Zeke back there, I could also see a world where Zeke's just done. Um, so I, I don't know that he necessarily has a ton of value at this stage uh, outside of maybe just a, a handcuff of wherever he does end up going. If it's back to Dallas, there's red zone upside, but I, I don't see the big carry numbers that, that we're used to seeing. I do think Kareem Hunt here probably has the the opportunity for the biggest rise out of everybody, whether he goes back to Cleveland or maybe he ends up in Dallas. Maybe he ends up in Minnesota. If if these other guys are asking too much money in Kareem Hunt, who has shown before he's willing to take a smaller amount to prove that he still got it, Kareem Hunt could could stand to gain a lot, a lot, a lot of value from either Minnesota or Dallas. I think Miami's still in play for Kareem Hunt as well. But but we'll see. I mean, we, we still have some time left. You get these veterans, these second slash third contract running backs who don't want to go to OTAs. They don't want to go to mini camps. They don't want to go to a training camp. They don't want to do a preseason crap that puts them behind the eight ball, but usually a good veteran running back can pick up on an offense pretty quick. So um, I think, I think Kareem might end up at the top of the list just because of the amount of value he has to gain, not necessarily the floor though. I think he probably has the lowest floor outside of everyone, maybe aside from Zeke. Um, and I still think Leonard Fournette has something left too, man. I, I think he could jump into an offense and and you know be a two down back, even though he's proven to be a pass catcher as well. Uh, I, I just like him more in that in that grinder two down role. Uh, you match him up with someone like uh, a, a Tony Pollard, who we know can do most everything, even though he should probably be limited on touches a little bit. Um, we see Joe Mixon back with the Bengals, so obviously he's off the table. That's one of those spots. That that isn't the spot anymore. Uh, you know, the Patriots could always be in line for running back someone like Leonard Fournette, even though they have Ramondre and and he's proven again that he he can be that guy. He can be your three down guy. Um, you know, uh, the the running back landscape is so strange, and and the way the NFL treats these guys uh, is definitely odd. So. I don't think there's really anywhere outside of some of your your alpha running back, your true workhorse guys that these guys couldn't go. I, I think you probably have about 20 teams, realistically, that could pick up any one of the four of these guys. Yeah, my my take on on these guys, Dalvin Cook obviously has the most value. I don't necessarily see. I I I hadn't pictured the return to the Vikings as a scenario with him. I think that the most likely scenario is he ends up in the AFC East. Dolphins still lingering out there. Patriots are the Vegas favorite, I believe, right now. And then the Jets are the one that, like, Brees Hall, Truthers are, are scared to death that Brees Hall, ends with, I mean, that Dalvin Cook ends up with the Jets. I, 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 I think if Dalvin Cook ends up with the Jets, that's clearly Dalvin saying, like, I'm just here to, to ring chase. I'm just here to, like, you know, take my five to six carries. Like, I don't see Dalvin Cook overtaking Brees Hall at all. 
Well, he could just be a big ayahuasca guy and just want to see what Rogers has got going on. <laughs> yeah, that, that also might be the case as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think that all three of the AFCs, maybe not the Patriots, would be a little more lucrative fantasy-wise than the Vikings uh, in the timeshare with Madison. Zico Elliott, I think that the like out of these four, he's the odds-on favorite to return to his previous team. Um, like I said, I, like you said, I, I don't necessarily, necessarily see him uh, going anywhere else. Uh, I don't see teams having a ton of interest. Kareem Hunt is the one that I think, if you were to tell me one of these guys doesn't play in the 2023 NFL season, I would say Kareem Hunt is the most likely. You know, yes, the, the off-the-foot issues are, you know, years past us now, but there still is the the thing of, like, do does an NFL team want all their season ticket holders to call up and say, I can't believe you signed the <laughs> abuser or whatever. Um, so th- th- that's still within the range of outcomes. That he, d- he doesn't play in 2023, but I will say if he does, pl- if he does find a spot and he does play in 2023, I think he could lead these four in touches. Yep, um, I agree. Especially, especially if cook ends up going to a team like the jets, where there's a clear alpha in Brees Hall, uh, assuming Brees Hall is healthy and Leonard Fournette, he's the one who I have the least amount of gauge on. I don't see him as a Bucks possibility. They they don't really have much reason to sign him. They have Rashad White. They have, um, oh, what's his name? Chase Edmonds, uh, among others. And there really haven't been too many feelers out. So I, I, I definitely see Leonard Fournette as more of a guy who, like, you know, there's a, a, a team loses their RB in, um, in training camp. And they're like, okay, let's just sign Leonard Fournette. And he can eat up some touches for us. Do you think any of these guys could provide an upgrade or add to the Baltimore Ravens offense over your J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards stack? Um, I, I mean, I don't know about upgrade. I, I think I think that any of these guys, maybe other than Zeke, would be a good supplement to that offense. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I just I just don't see that. Like, I don't know why that offense would add another running back who isn't a pass catcher. Yeah, no, I, I mean that that makes more sense. I just I've seen them linked to running backs constantly, and and obviously historically, like the Patriots, they like to add some of these guys and and you know play some of the off the cuff. You know, Gus Edwards, where where did he come from? All of a sudden, he's a stud in that offense. So, um, I'd be curious to see if like the Chiefs look to add somebody for whatever reason. I know they have Pacheco, and and they still are paying Ceh, but. You can grab a, a you know, a, a touch eater in one of these yeah, guys. That... Pretty much. It's similar to what happened with, with Brady during his career. With Mahomes in his career, he's going to get linked to every single veteran yeah. RB wide receiver tight end until the end of his career. Because there's always like, okay, like you can make $4 million here or you can make $2 million and play with Mahomes. I, would, I will say I would really like to see uh, Hunt with the Titans only because we know that they're going to run the football. <laughs> Yeah. And and even if they end up throwing, Tannehill is probably going to be more of a dump off, even though they do have Hopkins now. Um, you know, you add a you add another another backfield option outside of Derrick Henry. And all of a sudden, that team's a little scarier than it was not that long ago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, let's move on to the Titans who made the big quote unquote splash on Sunday by signing one DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins to Tennessee Titans. They have continued their slew of signing a veteran past his prime and overpaying him. First it was Julio, then it was Robert Woods, and now it is DeAndre Hopkins, question mark? Well, I think there's one thing we can agree on is that DeAndre Hopkins, even though he missed half the season, is very clearly not washed. He provided, I mean, I think inarguably, Kyler Murray, his best target of his career so far. Uh, He was still averaging like 18 points per game with Kyler and, well, not Kyler and, but the Cardinals uh, last year. So I, I do think that Hopkins is definitely still going to be a difference maker. The problem is, is difference maker and Titans wide receiver don't really add up all that much unless we were talking about A.J. Brown from a couple of years ago. The Titans, you know, we just literally talked about it. Their offense is run first, run second, run third. And last year it was pretty evident that Tannehill wasn't that that Tannehill that we all of a sudden thought we had found uh, after after a while. It wasn't. You know, it it wasn't like the worst thing ever, but it was essentially Daniel Jones minus minus the the rushing, I guess. Uh, Very minimal touchdown upside. Um, Doesn't turn the ball over a lot, but he's also not pushing the ball on the field the way he used to. And to be fair, his, you know, pass catching options last year were Traylon Burks went healthy, Chigo Conquo. Uh, when healthy, well, I think he played all season. I don't know why I say when healthy, but nobody and you know Robert Woods. Uh, nobody in that offense had more than ninety targets. So if that's the upside we're chasing, that that could be scary. I, I do think that there's 
more likely of an outcome where, you know, Hopkins is getting, you know, 110 or 115. Burks is in that 80 range. Okonkwo's in that 60 range. But out, I just don't see a high volume passing attack. So I do, I do love D Hop. I always have a spot for him. He's, I mean, he was my wide receiver one for however long. I just don't see how he gets enough volume to make a big splash. However, he's probably like a nice low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. Yeah, I think that the the passing volume is a concern, um, but. The question is, does the passing volume increase once they're, A, a bad team, and, B, once they put in Will Levis, they're like, okay, well, let's see what we have with Will Levis. And he, like, while we don't love Will Levis as a a passer or as a a quarterback, he is a better passer than Malik Willis was when he was incompetent and then handed off to Josh Dobbs (laughs) in the middle of a playoff run. Um, I just – I don't see a ton of upside fantasy-wise for DeAndre Hopkins here. Um, I think that he's going to be a wide receiver two-ish, you know, may, maybe a high-end wide receiver three. Um, but I think there were definitely more attractive outcomes for DeAndre Hopkins here, both NFL and fantasy-wise. And I think this is just like, okay, he's chasing the bag. Yeah, I mean, this is this is more than likely a, a floor spot, uh, especially as is. But like you said, once once Will Levis takes over, because it seems inevitable at this point, however bad he may be, he's going to sling it. And... When you have somebody that catches absolutely everything, that's a good combination to have. Think about the Houston Texans and their quarterback room over the start of DeAndre Hopkins' career. And, I mean, Will Levis is probably better than those guys, to be fair. And then you get to the Cardinals where, yeah, Kyler Murray, but also not Kyler Murray and whoever the hell was playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals last year. I mean, Levis isn't going to be a, a much far off of, of what D-Hop's been used to, and he has obviously proven that quarterback doesn't matter for him. He will catch everything. If you target him, he will score fantasy points. He will score actual points. He will do whatever you need him to do. So I do think the upside is still there when they do bring Levis in. I just think that team plays so conservative through the air with Ryan Tannehill because yeah, he had that year, but also he's not that guy from that year currently. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's pretty much all that we can say on Dodger Hopkins right now. Um, we'll see as that offense develops, whether it's Tannehill or Will Levis. All right, let's wrap up the news and notes, and then we'll get into a couple quick games. Uh, news and notes, no extensions for Jacob, Saquon, Pollard. Are any of these surprising? Are um, do any of these help or hurt their nice value? Well, I think it's definitely not great for Pollard. I, I I don't think he fits in this group outside of it being a not extended running back. He's had effectively one okay year on the ground and been fairly consistent through the air. Um, great, no, good, yes. I. Uh, that that one to me doesn't make a lot of sense unless the plan was always to bring Zeke back for Dallas. Uh, I have, I just figured that that would have been done. Here's here's the keys to the, <laughs> the keys to the house. Welcome back. Um, that one didn't get done. That one's surprising. Saquon and and Josh Jacobs a lot less surprising because hey they've been great lately and 
you know, Jacobs is is um, this would be his third contract, no? It's a, it's his second franchise tag. Okay, so yes, but no. Um, I, I and, and yeah, I mean, he has been great. Saquon, when healthy, uh, has has definitely been the New York Giants, and and I know that he's turned down about four contracts, but you also have to realize that Daniel Jones doesn't do what he did last year without Saquon Barkley. I mean, Saquon had 300 carries almost, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. He also got targeted 76 times, which is basically what we were hoping for, um, if not more than that. Obviously, we want more. But, you know, you look back to his rookie year when he was targeted over 120 times. I don't think we'll ever get that back. But I do think that the 70 mark is pretty much, you know, that that's the floor. And I think, you know, 260-ish carries is probably the floor for carries. And all of a sudden, you're expecting your bad quarterback who can't throw very clearly, but can run pretty well, to just be able to do it without having Saquon. Not that he's not going to play. However, I do think that there's an outside chance Saquon does sit out. Uh, and I think Josh Jacobs has a good chance of that as well. I think Pollard has to play. So yeah, I, I mean, think that's I, I think that obviously there's the chance, but I think that the Le'Veon Bell situation is going to scare off both the players and the teams from that happening. Um, obviously, the teams can't sign Saquon or, or Jacobs at this point because it's past the deadline. But I don't think that Jacobs or Saquon. I think they're what they're going to do is that they're going to more so go. I think they're going to the Melvin Gordon route without the missed regular season games. They're going to not play any preseason games. Not you know, not do any physical um, practices and that their first contact is going to be in week one. Um, and, but I don't necessarily think any of these players values is hurt. I, I do think that if Pollard had re-signed a, you know, a three, four year deal, I think that would have increased his value because I'm not sure Big that I'm, I'm not sure that Tony Pollard's going to be getting the volume he's going to get in Dallas anywhere else. I think Jacobs and Saquon, wherever they go, wherever they go, and it's probably going to just be staying with their teams, is going to be getting similar volume where wherever they are. Yeah, I think New York will end up realizing that they fumbled this one and they should have just probably given uh, at least compromise with Saquon because while you know the, these big contracts for running backs don't exist anymore and they definitely, well, I shouldn't say definitely, they probably shouldn't exist anymore. He's worth every cent what, you know, like your Christian McCaffrey is worth just because he has a game-changing ability. And, I mean, he's a necessity for the offense. You you needed to have prioritized him over Daniel Jones. You there's the Daniel Jones is, is no, no pun intended, a dime a dozen. Uh, and Saquon is special. So, I, I, I mean, I get it. You don't want to spend the money on running back. The market's dictating that. And the team said... Sorry. Yeah, we know we drafted you way too high and we shouldn't have, but you know, here here either take this or you get nothing, kid. All right, we have time for one quick either keep trade drop or rookie of the vet before we go do a special dev or not. So do you want to do a keep trade drop or rookie of the vet? Which one? I think we're good. Uh, well, I want to I want to hear the the singing voice if we're being if we're being honest. Okay. All right. So we are going to go with I think we're going to do a rapid fire two rookie rookie of the vet rookie of the vet time. We got some rookies. we got some vets. We got a running back pairing and then a wire receiver pairing. And then we have a quick Debbie or not. So rapid fire rookie of the vet rookie. 
for the vet, rookie Zach Charbonnet, or vet Isaiah Pacheco. Where are you taking with this one? At this one. <laughs> well, as much as I hate the landing spot uh, for Zach Charbonnet, I thoroughly despise Isaiah Pacheco, and I don't think he's good. So. I also struggle with that offense being like Mahomes, 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 Mahomes. And I do think that there's still value in a running back spot. We've seen CEH get a little bit of value. We've seen Pacheco now get a little bit of value. I just don't think anyone's guaranteed the running back work there. And I I think it's going to be more of a carousel. And to be honest, I think Jarek McKinnon has the most value out of the running backs there because I think he provides the most to what that offense needs from a running back. Whereas Pacheco, yes, he, he's a grindy type runner, but he gets lost out there. He doesn't. It, it, I said it before. It's like it's like the train. It, it's like the the you know the 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 little engine that could, but it got hit, but got like stuck on like a, a wall, and then the wheels just kept spinning until the the gears ended up you know breaking. Uh, that's Isaiah Pacheco. He will just run in place until he finally falls over. It doesn't matter if he gains yards, loses yards. That's his just wheels just keep turning, which is good. But also, it, it's like the blind leading the blind. He has no idea where he's going. He just goes. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly will take Charbonnet here. I think he's got the best chance of of having a a, a good to solid career. Uh, I don't think Pacheco is going to be anything more than just another guy, you know, a, a flash in the pan type type bit. See, I. I see this one a little different. I mean, I'm playing. I'm gonna play middleman Nathan here. Um, I think that neither of these guys probably matter. I actually have Jack Charbonnet, Jack Charbonnet, Charbonnet in a few places, but I still think that the odds are that he's just not going to matter, unfortunately, because he's behind Kenneth Walker. And even despite the second round draft capital, like that, I think the best case scenario is that's a one A one B split that they both you know eat each other's fantasy value. Pacheco, I think that he like he's still is theoretically the RB one in a Mahomes offense. So I'm going to ever so slightly lean him. Cause you know, we're talking about short, more short term and dynasty. I'll, I'll lean Pacheco, but I don't think that's a runaway for him. I think that you can easily take uh, Charbonnet. Um, but yeah, I, I think that short term Pacheco, long-term Charbonnet, but they both probably don't matter. Probably. <laughs> I mean, they, right. they matter. They matter because of their offenses and whatnot, but uh yeah I, i'm i'm i want to love kenneth walker but i think seattle took him for a reason unfortunately all right now it's time for the return of Devi or not here we come we're gonna talk some devies and some boppenheimer okay what's the boppenheimer wait you don't know boppenheimer oppenheimer no it's it's barbie and Oppenheimer, like oh, people are no. this this weekend, people are seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer back to back, and it's it's Oppenheimer. So, I will say a name, and and the name will either be a cast member from Barbie, Oppenheimer, or a Debbie. So you're doing Debbie or not, and then if you say not, uh, we'll we'll have you guess uh, Oppenheimer or Barbie cast. Oh, good, because uh, I know my Debbie, which is that's good. I mean, which which of these three do you know the most? The the Oppenheimer cast, the Barbie. It's definitely going to be the Oppenheimer cast for sure. <laughs> so throw me a bone and like maybe mix one in, then I might get right. All right, let's go. We're going to start off with 
Connor Swindell. Is that a Debbie or not? That sounds like a quarterback that would play for like Kansas or something. I'm going to say Debbie. Not Connor Debbie Swindell. Bar- Barbie cast? Barbie. Uh, Connor Swindell is in the Bar- Barbie cast, yes. All right, next one. Tyler Buchner. From Twitter? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the fantasy football community? Uh, God. Uh, I can't imagine you go back to back Barbie, but there's an outside chance you go Barbie to Oppenheimer to complete your Boppenheimer, whatever garbage that is. But I also don't remember seeing that name on the on the list. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Debbie. Tyler Buchner is a Debbie. Um, he was the quarterback at Notre Dame last year, got hurt, and transferred to Alabama. And now he's the odds-on favorite to be the starting quarterback for your Alabama Crimson Tide. Wow. Look at me. Look at us. There, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got one on the board, so you're not going to go over. Uh, got three more. Next one, Bucky Irving. Bucky Irving. That I mean, that just sounds like it would be a Debbie. Um. I mean, to, to, to me, it sounds like he's in the MCU. <laughs> I forget we're talking about a Christopher Nolan movie, too. Uh, is it Bucky from from Captain America? Um, I'll say I'll say this is an Oppenheimer. Uh, OK, so you're saying not an Oppenheimer, not not, are, not a Debbie, not and Oppenheimer, both incorrect. Bucky Irving, Oregon running back. <laughs> See, I should have went with my original instinct. It sounded like a it sounded like a Debbie. Um all right. Rapid rap rapid rapid fire. Uh next one. Uh Justin Price. I mean, that could be anyone from anything. That's a bar <laughs> that's a that's a that's a Barbie. It is a Barbie cast. All right, last one. Cash Hovey. Excuse me? Cash Hovey. Cash. I mean I hope that's a Debbie. If if that's a Debbie, I'm drafting him everywhere. I don't care. Cash with a K. Does that change your Debbie? Oh, Oppenheimer. If it was with a C, (laughs) Debbie. K, Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer is correct. I think you went three for five there. Uh, Maybe two for five. Um, No, three for five. You got three for five. Uh, That is your Debbie or not Boppenheimer edition. I like that Um, one. That's the good edition right there. Um, so the next time there's two blockbuster films coming out the same week, we'll do We'll do this again. Um, but any last words, Dan? No, it was fun. I, I enjoyed the, the, you know, the quick topics, but as always, you know, the games, man, the, the games get me. Yeah, I know. I had four scheduled and then we just talked about the news and notes too much. So the oh. other two will have to come next week. Shouldn't have asked me good questions. <laughs> Alrighty, that should wrap us up for this week. Make sure uh, we uh, we didn't do the promo code. Promo code RV Radio 2023. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe. In fact, like rewind your brain. Subscribe at at like halfway through the podcast, just because I said so. RV Radio 2023. Ten percent discount. Sports Pod. Just put it in there, and and you do need these. You do need the Rotoviz subscription to remind and you. And also, I'm sure that we'll have lots of Boppenheimer analytics on Rotoviz pretty soon. Oh yeah, we're creating a new tool for it. Speaking of the tools. Anything, you know, when I was talking about like the Vikings being bottom five in, in rushing, but, you know, top 10 and touchdowns scored through on the ground, I'm seeing all of that. And you can get that some other places, 
but you can't get it as nicely and neatly and and quickly as you can with the Rotoviz apps. That's from the Fantasy Points app. Uh, that, I mean, everything that they have is so great. I know I've talked about that one a lot. That one's just the easiest way to view everything that you really want to see as far as kind of baseline fantasy scoring goes. So make sure you get into Rotoviz and, and you get that subscription. Get to save yourself a little bit of money, but season's almost here, so you're going to need it. Alrighty, that wraps up for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully. Kadoosh! <laughs>